We're live. Sweet. Great. John's I'm back. back. I'm John's back again. Hooray. And I yeah. leave again in less than a month. What's for this? PAX East? PAX East. Yeah, PAX East and uh, recording before PAX East. Oh, okay. Okay, but first, you were gone. Where were you gone? I was gone to MAGFest. Music Yay. and Game Festival in National Harbor, Maryland, which you might as well just say is Washington, D.C. Yeah. How, how's the weather down there at this time of year? Uh, it was actually pretty good. Uh, okay. If it wasn't for the heat wave we had here in Calgary, it would have been warmer than Calgary. But uh, right. for some reason, this is the second year in a row now where on the day we leave, a, a giant snowstorm hits the area. Oh, so did you get, like, your plane was delayed or anything? Uh, mine wasn't, surprisingly, both years, but a lot of other people's had theirs delayed. Okay. And there was also a transport ban going through certain states like New York, so uh, some people actually who were taking bus couldn't take the bus. They had to stay an extra day. Wow. A transport ban. I haven't yeah. heard of that. Yeah, it's where they just, only emergency vehicles are allowed to be driving around. Right. I have been hearing there's some crazy snowstorms going on in, like, the states in the last week. Appa- sure. Apparently, mainly New England got hit by the one that shut down New York. I saw I saw a lot of snow in Chicago as well. Okay, I, definitely, I heard New York too. Yeah, yeah. But I know that's got, that's nice that you got to skip it. That's good. Yeah. What it's um nice to actually be home for a little bit. What did you see at Magfest? What were some of the highlights? Uh the vendors hall usually is one of my biggest highlights. I go around and pick up games. What'd you pick up? Uh I can't say. Because I bought like 53 games and they're for streams, more or less. Okay. All of them? You're going to stream all of them? No, a couple of them I can't or I won't because they're RPGs, but I picked up some good stuff. Can you say what they are? People are dying to know. What was what was some of your haul? <laughs> I actually found a, a physical copy of Final Fantasy 2 for Super Nintendo, so Final Fantasy 4. Okay. Okay. I apparently also didn't have Final Fantasy 1 for the NES, so now I do. There you go. Okay. I have that for the Wonderswan. Nice. I, I do too, actually. Yeah, I knew you did. So Neither one of us can understand it. No, yeah. Don't <laughs> buy RPGs for... A di- hey, it's not the first time I bought uh, Japanese games that should not be purchased in a different language. That's so. true. You, we did three streams worth of that. Yes, we did. <clears throat> uh, speaking of Wonderswan, I picked up a game called Guilty Gear Petite, which was a Guilty Gear game for the Wonderswan. For the one- cool. Does it have any kind of like vertical mode? Not that I know of. From what I've seen, it looks like it's just straight up. I'm kind of like, because that's the coolest part of the Wonder Swan, because like the only th- other thing that does that is like phones, but that's those are relatively new in, in comparison, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of just wish they did a lot of that with the Wonder Swan, but I only have like one game and it's not, you, you don't even like have to rotate. It's just, nope, you're playing it all in portrait or all in landscape. But anyway, Wonder Swan is weird. Yep, it is. Did yeah. you get any any non video games? Like, did you get like a keychain? Um, I was given a free keychain from one place where I bought a uh, a painting of the Ninja Gaiden box art. Okay, that's cool. Is it hung up on your in your apartment? Not yet. I have I've barely unpacked from this trip. Okay, okay. What's the keychain of? Um, it was like their Magfist exclusive one, which was Colossus from the X Men arcade game, yelling. Of course, that's, pretty, Cause that's cool. a that's a big thing at Magfest. Is that mm. is wait is Colossus yelling? Yeah, you know the noise that they make in the game that he goes like Whoa, like that. 
No. It's okay. been a really long time since I played that. So when you use his super in that game, he just like explodes and just yells like that. So that somehow became the Magfest like calling card in a way because they had an X Men mascot. Sort of. They had an X Men arcade machine one year, and like the volume was loud on it, and that was the only sound anyone ever heard throughout the entire building. So that's why it, <laughs> it caught on as kind of a calling card. Okay, I, I did not know any of this. So like you'll be walking around the halls randomly, and you'll just hear someone just start to go like. And then you'll hear the next group of people say it. So it just comes like a, a wave, a chanting wave that just goes through the building. Okay. All right. How many people went to Magfest? Any idea? Uh, they're saying over 17,000. It's pretty good. It yeah. used to be a really small con when we started going. I think it was like 4,000 at the most. It's, it's shot right. up in the past couple of years. All right. What does the Calgary Expo get to? Uh, OdaFest or Comic Expo? Comic. Co- Comic Expo. Comic Expo almost hit 100,000 this year, I believe. Oh, yeah. wait, really? Oh, okay, yeah. wow. Yeah. Comic Expo was, thinking... was like one of the top five cons in Canada this year. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like 40,000 or something. What no. does Odafest get to then? Odafest, I want to say is 4,000, but I think they've shot up too, maybe close to 10. I'm going to double check that. Okay, I said 40,000 originally. Um, that's what I thought Comic Expo was at, but okay. Anyway, I'm surprised there's such a big difference from the Comic Expo and Odafest. Odafest is at, yeah, 7,700. Okay. Wow, okay. Um, okay, so what, what else did you do at MAGFest that was cool? Um, they do this thing each year where they have, like, a wall of game challenges. Okay. So the way I have that set up is that you, this guy makes up, like, 80-something challenges, I think they had this year. And they'll be arbitrarily easy, like, oh, uh, defeat this boss in Mario 2. Or there'll be something insane like, uh, defeat the final boss in Mega Man X3, but you can't dash. Or just something arbitrary like that. Okay. Or like, beat the first couple of stages of Super Mario World, but you can't pick up coins. Okay. So what were some of the challenges you... Like, I'm assuming you took part in this event. Yeah, I ended up clearing, by the end of it, like 22 challenges. Is that, I, is that a good number? Is that like... Did you win? Um, well, here's is the thing. It, is it just like whoever clears the most challenges is the winner? Uh, no, they they have these little tiers for like however many challenges you clear, you get something. Uh, essentially, if you clear 20 challenges, which was what I was aiming for, you got 17 bucks that you could just spe- <laughs> that you could just spend at the vendors hall. Did you, did you have to like pay to join? the? Oh, no, no, it's, it's, it's free. You just have to sit down and keep playing. OK. Uh, what's cool is they usually theme like the money they give you. They're called Magfest points. Here's the ones from last year. They were uh, rupees because it was right. Legend of oh, Zelda themed last year. I remember hearing. I remember this. Yes. Yeah. Last year or this year was Tron themed, so they were like little uh, user discs. Oops. They were power discs. Yeah. Nice. Do you have any? I don't. I spent them all. Oh, oh man. man! Wouldn't you want to like hang on to one to collect it? Like I, I kind. I kind of did, but I don't know. They also told us this year, had I brought my rupees, I could have converted them into the Tron discs. So I was like, maybe I should have just done that. I would have like, yeah, you should collect those things, man. That mm, was debating it, but like, I had I think forty five of them by the end of the weekend. So I was like, I I spent them all in a game. And Final Fantasy two doesn't pay for itself. Well, that I bought Final Fantasy one and something else with it too. Oh, so I'm keeping okay. se- secret for stream. <laughs> All right. So what were some of what were some of the like uh, notable challenges, or were the three you mentioned earlier from this year? Uh, the three I mentioned more or less were from this year. I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, I'm trying to think of the ones I actually cleared. There was a Michael Jackson one where you had to defeat uh, stage three three, so the zombie rush, 
without any health, so you can't have to do it without more or less getting hit. Uh, is, it, is it just like you have a time limit and see how many you can beat, or is it just keep going in order till you fail one? Keep keep going as many times as you want on whatever challenge you want in any order. They basically have an emulator set up with all these different games. You just load them up, load a save state, and try it. So, wait, is it just done once you're tired of it? Or how yeah. do you know you're, you're like, what? You, okay. You can attempt it the whole weekend. So they oh, give okay. they give you a little scorecard and you just track what ones you've done there. Okay. That's cool. What was like the grand prize? Uh, if you got 50 challenges cleared, they gave you basically uh, like some free merch from there. So they give you a free Magfest scarf, which I think was about like $30 value, something like that. Okay. Uh, cool. 40, you know, 30 was something else as well. I think it was a Magfest t-shirt, but they just started giving those out to lower levels. By the end of it, no one was be- get, getting up there, and there were yes, yeah, uh, some of the challenges were pretty brutal this year. So, okay, yeah, apparently it was a best of a previous year, so they picked some of the harder ones from the last couple of years. Okay, I don't know which ones did you fail on. Uh, a lot, and there was a bunch I didn't even try because there were way too many, and I spent the whole time running around because I had panels on Saturday. I I was in two panels. Right. Okay. How did those go? Uh, pretty good. Both actually pretty good. Uh, the first one was throwing controllers. Our usual one went. How many times did it like crash or something? Nothing. Nice. Perfect run of throwing controllers. More or less. We were a little slow loading up Xbox 360 games because they have to load off the disc. That was about it. Is this? Does that mean this is the like the most successful run of throwing controllers (laughs) you've ever done? Sadly, it might be. Nice. There you go. Good. Nice. But it's it's also it's also the run where a brutal question came up like seven times and we knocked out so many people so fast because of it. Oh. <laughs> How many people came to Throne Controllers? Any idea? We about we filled the room about five hundred capacity, I think I was told. Cool, cool. And what was the other panel you were on? Uh unintentional comedy in video games. My buddy Tom White was running it. He basically we picked a bunch of clips from like games that were like super cheesy or like unintentionally funny. And then we just kind of like played it and talked over them. So okay. like, so we had like original Resident Evil in there. We had House of the Dead 2, Dark Sea 2, uh, this game I'd never heard of before called Bravo Man. Just like a lot of weird random games. It was actually really cool. Okay. Cool. But I, I didn't know what to expect because I suggested a couple and then he like put a bunch in that he didn't tell me. So I was more or less up there just getting like, what what is this? And then just laughing. That's probably for the best. Yeah, it was pretty good. I had a good time yeah. with it. Did you do any music? stuff uh, i didn't get any concerts i did enter one tournament though it's the only tournament i was able to make it to a, wait a tournament for music oh no for for games oh so okay, like so... They, they run like tons of tournaments throughout the weekend too okay so i entered separate from that like 80 challenge thing yep okay what was so, the tournament so i entered a nidhog tournament oh yeah you're you're oh, amazing yeah. at nidhog apparently you practice all the time uh you've, you've been in past nidhog tournaments yeah, one for yeah, for Iron go. Man. Uh, hadn't played since actually. Did you win? No, I got second. Man, you always get second in Nidhog tournaments. Apparently, it's a trend. Uh, John second place at Nidhog tournaments. Wheeler <laughs> rolls right <laughs> off the tongue. Yeah. So they they did it weird though. They did like uh, was it King of the Hill? So they start at the top of the list. They had two players play, and if whoever won stayed on until they got beaten, and then they got however many people they knocked out was their score. See, that's when you want to be the last guy to play because you just got to win once. Or you'd be the first guy and you just run a train 
on all the other guys. So that's just take them out. That's kind of what happened. We had a bunch of people start that got like two wins in a row at most. Then I sat down and I got eight wins in a row. Well, you're just showing everyone how it's done. And then the guy who beat me defeated everyone else in the tournament. Okay. He ended okay. with 16. Nice. That's when he ran out of players to fight. There you go. N- no one would challenge him anymore. That's fun. That's cool. You it was a good. good time, then. And so PAX East in a month. Are you excited for PAX East? No, because something always goes wrong for PAX East. Last year right. was the uh, the gong show where I, my flight got delayed in Calgary for like 10 hours. Yeah, they were like tr- searching your bags and stuff, right? Yeah. Well, that was no, that was in uh, Toronto. That was later oh. in the trip. But that was that trip. That was that trip. Yeah, that was the, that was the that was the amazing trip that we, we chronicled all of it. Yeah, the the trip that I swear to God, I look forward to again. hearing how this one goes. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully better. I mean, like. This one's going to be weird because this is the first time I'm not coming into it from Canada. I'm going to the U.S. first and then flying up to the U.S. like a week later or up to Boston. Oh, okay. Right, right. You're doing some recording. Yeah. Cool. So hopefully this one goes better by default. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, But if not, you could always come back to the podcast. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yay. This podcast. Top-down perspective. Is that's that is the that podcast. the segue? That's this podcast. That's the segue? All right. <laughs> that's what we're doing yeah. right now. All right. It's uh, January 29th. I'm your host this week, John. I am joined, as always, by Sean. I think I just laid through an earthquake. What? Yeah. Like an hour ago. <laughs> yep. California. <laughs> yeah. I was laying in bed, and I kind of, like, leaned, like, sat up, and I was like, Either I'm like kind of tired or my heart's racing or everything's kind of wobbling a bit. I think that was an earthquake. <laughs> That's not your first one, is it? Well, no, te- technically there's earthquakes like all the time that you just can't feel. Yeah. But if this was an earthquake, that'd be the second one that I like noticed. Jeez. And we're also joining. But it wasn't like a big wobbling like, whoa, look at that bookshelf. It was just more like it feels like there's like something vibrating my bed a bit. So it's pretty light. Gotcha. We've also got Paul here. Yeah, hi. He's going to tell us what he's been playing, because I have not played anything because of MAGFest, so I have nothing to add. You haven't played anything at MAGFest. Arcades As everywhere. As before, if there's anyone who can go to a game convention and not play video games, it's John Wheeler. <laughs> Any Anything I played, I've already more or less talked about. Okay. It was Nidhogg and the uh, the game challenges. Okay, you didn't like hit up the arcades or anything. Uh, I watched a bunch of people play. I actually didn't get to walk through all the the arcade, to be honest. Oh, okay, cool. I, on the other hand, okay, I started last week talking a little bit about Honey Pop, and I had played an hour, I oh, think, of it. God. Oh God! Later that night, I played eight and a half hours straight on Hitbox streaming because I wanted a hundred percent the game. What and the on Hitbox? Fuck? <laughs> Hitbox because. Because Twitch banned Oh, Twitch what the fuck? <laughs> so if anybody wants to watch eight and a half hours of gameplay, go to Hitbox. <laughs> um, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, come I on, don't... says the guy who beat 99 Nights like Why is that times. your go-to? Why is that your go-to? <laughs> yeah, who's on trial here, John? Really? Oh, clearly. <laughs> who's the real monster? Yep, the, the porno game versus the boring grind fest. 
They're both boring grindfests, to be honest. That's true, from what I've seen. Yeah, so... Yeah, grindfest! Yeah, that's yeah, right! Yeah, I know. Uh. I'm glad somebody picked up on it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so... I am aware you saw some of this game being yes. played. Yes. I and... was at uh, Lucajin's house, and she <laughs> bought it and played a sizable chunk of it. Yeah. Sizable? Yeah, she did. Yeah. What? <laughs> so I so, didn't end up hundred percenting it because the last two dates are just boring. Like they're just too. So what happens is the game is a match three type thing when you go on dates. After four dates, if you go on your fifth date with one of the girls at night, then you get the chance to like have sex with them, basically. And the last is, also, is that also a match three game, just like real life. It's, it's all just yep. a match three game, all of it. Yeah. Okay. So the sex mini game is a match three game with no broken heart. So it's just kind of like your stamina meter keeps draining. So you have to keep matching three as fast as you can. Dude, tell me about and it. And every <laughs> and every time you match three, there is a there is a litany of porno noises going on in your headphones. So like, is that God like forbid you don't use obstacles head- like. What's that? Is that like just like I can't concentrate on matching three because you're like moaning in my Honestly, ears. Honestly, it got really I, I fucking annoying. I wouldn't really call it moaning. It, the girl that uh, Reese had sex with in the game sounded like she was getting punched in the face a lot. Which one was it? The nerd. Okay. Hey, on, the other ones are way here. worse. No judgment. <laughs> There's some other. Come on. They all have different voice actresses and they, some of them embellished maybe more than others. <laughs> so <laughs> it was. um. It was interesting. Anyways, every time you go on a date, though, and you complete a date successfully, anytime you do a match three thing successfully, the next time you have to do a match three thing, you have to get more combos because you have a bigger, like, point meter you have to fill up for it to go well. So by the end, I'm on the last two of 12 girls on the last date for each of them, and it's to the point where I need, I think, 4,800 when Whoa, like I there's was twelve girls, I thought there were only nine. There's twelve girls. So Jesus. I'm on I who are the last two? The cat girl, because I hate her. And like I hate that cat girl. She was the last one I <laughs> like talked to or anything. She's just annoying. She's just like the epitome of what I don't like about this game. Just like the anime bullshit, like hentai type thing going on. Like you're just so frustrated because you can't tell. Like, are you a cat? Are you a girl? Make up your damn mind. She thinks she's a cat, but she's obviously not. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, you're clearly like, not a cat. You're fooling no one. I'm not. Like when on you me. ask her how old she is, she said one because she's <laughs> like, fuck <laughs> off. At, le- at least that's <laughs> dedication. And you're just like, you know what? Touche. <laughs> right. I should have seen that coming. Right. Yeah. Anyways, and uh, the other one is the love goddess that I can't finish off with either. So I'm not playing that game anymore. I uninstalled it after eight and a half hours. That game, man, tons of guys have that problem. Don't worry about it. (laughs) After eight and a half hours, that game became less about, this is a weird, quirky little thing with voice acting. That's casually racist sometimes and became, this is the worst thing about mobile games like candy crush and stuff where it's just repetitive bullshit. I can't do this anymore. It has that addictive gameplay element with some light RPG elements mixed into the, like, the when you're talking to the girls, there's some RPG elements because you can upgrade traits that make the actual gameplay of the match three easier. So I maxed that all out. 
I min maxed that. Actually, I found a way to just keep getting points from the same girl over and over. So I just kept doing that. And Did then you just keep getting her drunk. Yeah, super <laughs> super drunk. And all of her all of her answers were easy because she's the porn star. So like I had you, a feeling that was the character. You know, think... like every answer she wants to hear, easy. So um, hey man, they're people too. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying that they have easy answers in weird anime porn games. And um, yeah, I I don't know. It got into the point where that became more like a job. Like I felt like I just had to finish this game because I was so close. And then I turned it off for the night. I'm like, it's four thirty in the morning. I'm going to bed. I woke up the next morning and I just didn't want to play it at all. I there I didn't ever want to see it again. So I uninstalled it and I'm not going back to it. I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm finished with it. It's like a horrible breakup. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. Had to cut it off clean. So Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That game is not good, but not for the reasons why a lot of people might think it's not good. There was a nice the, art the to this dialogue. Like nine, nine hours of it to I uninstalled that stupid game and I'm never playing it again. Oh, it was more than nine hours by the end. I think it was 11 total. It was like an hour and okay. a half at first and then an hour and then the like extravaganza after that. But um, yeah, I don't know. That game, like I know a lot of people when I say I don't like it, they think it's because like maybe it's misogynistic or casually racist. Like I'm fine with all this stuff that's it terrible. It's definitely casually racist. I'm totally fine with all of that. I am not offended in the least about it. I find some of it even hilarious. The writing is fucking terrible, and compared to, like, if we're just talking, talking dating sims, something like Had a Full Boyfriend, the writing is lazy. Like, I don't know if you guys know what the story for Had a Full Boyfriend is. It's this whole thing about, like, after the apocalypse. Oh, I know it no, all I know. it's No, it takes place after the apocalypse, and, like, there's a whole fucking book worth of, like, story there that's... It just... I don't know. This is just like an anime porn game that's exactly what it is and i just didn't want to have anything to do with it anymore the voice acting's annoying and yeah i don't know but like other than that it's the match three gameplay that like was totally fine it's like any game you might play on your phone or something the different things you match have different effects like one is passion one is like flirtation or whatever blah 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 so there's a little bit of a puzzly aspect in that there's the light RPG elements, as I said. There's the very light and stereotypical dating sim stuff. The worst part about that stuff, honestly, is the fact that there's no fail state with any of the girls. Like, it would have been nice if you could just, like, fail with them and they Man, leave you forever awesome, or right? something. Shit, I need that in real life. Where was <laughs> no, that question we got no a few fail. weeks back where it was like, what do you want <laughs> from games in real life? I want no fail states with girls. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. It was really weird. Like... I, that's just not a good game. And after reading some things about it, apparently the developer was basically like, if anybody doesn't like the game, they're just a stupid SJW. And it's like, oh, okay, so I don't like the developer either now because they're oh, just a wow. douche. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so it's got so that going for you recommend this it. game? Like I, no, I can't because the only okay. thing that I could recommend is like if you like anime art style, this has anime art style and it has voiceovers in it. It kind of bothered me like how it had decent production values. The for production what it was. value is really good. Like the art style is actually very good. 
the voice the fact that it has voiceovers is a great thing even though some of the voices are annoying but that's a personal I, preference. I'd argue it's more because of the script they have but it could be yeah it could like, be I uh, don't know Luke and I were both introduced to the game by the clip where the bitchy girl meets Audrey meets uh what's the her sporty name sporty girl I guess that's what she was well the Mexican let's just be yeah, it, like let's just yeah. put it that way you buy her maracas to gain yeah. her favor. She her favorite thing was Mexico. I think is what it says in the game. Yeah, when then... the bitch meets the Mexican and calling her a whore and stuff. Yeah, it's that clip. That was the clip we were introduced to the game with. So that's one of the things that made me buy it. Also, the banana picture. <laughs> and I know you saw that banana picture. <laughs> yep, that was a thing. <laughs> it's so dumb. Anyways, um. Honey Pop's a thing. Don't pay money for it. Maybe download it illegally if you just want to see it. Like every other porn game you probably have. Uh, the next game I played is Fractured Space. It's an early access game that's basically like... Yo, you know EVE Online? How they have some cool ships? Well, what if you took those cool ships with four other cool buddies and cool ships... And you fought five other people in cool ships? It is space fighting. But it's kind of cool because... Wait, how does this have anything to do with EVE Online? Because it's... Just because just space? No, because sh- one of the ships is, like, basically directly out of EVE Online, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so, there's big ships that you are commanding. It's It kind of feels like a naval battle or something, like against pirates or something on the water, only in space. You're moving really okay. slow. You're setting up with friends and stuff. But you can also, like, do hyper jumps or whatever between different parts of the map you're fighting on like the area it's really really kind of cool you control like a specific guy or a ship you control a ship okay yeah and each ship has there's different ships uh that you can choose from the different ships have like different weaponry or shields or whatnot so it's basically just a 5v5 space fighting like battle game it's kind of cool uh big problem with it though it actually blue screened my computer, and I don't know why. Like, I started it up, okay. and it crashed so hard, my computer died, and I had to start it back up from scratch. And then wow. I was able to play it after that. So I don't know what it did, but everything was fine until I ran it this one time. And then after that, it's been like fine after I restarted my computer. So, yeah, it's. Are you like, are you like, is it just like start the fight rate, go like. It's just online combat, or yeah. are you like collecting new stuff to upgrade your ships, or like what are you doing? It's on. Like, it- it's uh, it's like an online combat strategy sort of thing. Uh, but okay. I believe you can probably unlock ships. It's still in early access, and I've only played maybe half an hour of it with some random people. So, but I thought it was worth mentioning because it's kind of, I kind of like the just like space battling things. I like just being in space in ships in games a lot of the time so it kind of struck my fancy i'd be interested to see where they take this because it seems like they could do some great things with it and build up on it or they could just kind of leave it stagnant and then people will forget about it at this point it might be forgettable since it is still early access but i don't know that's going to be something i'm keeping an eye on uh i am going to end though with uh i've been playing dying light which came out two days ago I've been playing your copy of Dying Light. Yeah. How has it been running for you? I'll start with that. Well, I have it on the lowest possible settings possible. Okay. And it's okay. It's okay. It doesn't crash my computer. Okay. 
So it's better than fractured space already. <laughs> yes. I've all I've done so far is like the tutorial like uh where they teach you how to like jump and like climb and stuff, like the gym. Mm-hmm. That's all I've done so far. Yeah, okay. It's a slow start. It is a slow There's start. There's a lot of like, hey, run to this side of the building to talk to this guy and then run back here to find a bandage and then run back to that guy to heal him and then come hit back here so we can talk about it and then go upstairs to the gym. And then come find me. Like, it, it's a slow start. Yeah, it's a pretty slow start. Anybody that doesn't know what Dying Light is, think basically Dead Island with elements of parkour reminiscent of Mirror's Edge and some, I don't know, there's like something else in there, but I can't really tell what when you get into the open world. It's more like Assassin's Creedy with the open world type stuff that they do a little bit. Just in terms of like being able to climb and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, so zombie apocalypse sort of thing you are going in you are american dude going into a country to get something for like your employer basically from a warlord is the premise of the game and then you get saved by a group of survivors after you fuck up and let your landing basically it's really kind of a weird opening where you're supposed to be this operative and you just like pull your shoot too soon or like in the wrong place and you just like get fucked up right at the beginning yeah like it starts out like you're like in a drop ship and you're like all right let's do this and he like jumps up skydives down and then he's just like i'm stuck on the sign yeah oh crap and then gets his ass beat by some locals (laughs) like it's so good yeah 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 it's kind of weird that's yeah um so there's a few problems with this game on PC. First of all, there is a frame rate issue that seems to have been resolved. It seems like that issue might have started with a patch they released on opening day. And in that regard, you have to update your driver for NVIDIA or AMD, I believe, have a solution to it as well that they released later that night. Uh, the frame rate is fine. It goes from very high to very bad in some spots randomly. And the biggest How's that fine then? The biggest cause of that is the draw distance, like the view distance or yeah. whatever. And the weird thing is is that that is really taxing to put up, like it's not optimized very well, but it has no effect at all if you basically turn it down all the way. Like it doesn't change oh, how things I, look. Should I turn it down? Turn it down all the way. It really doesn't make a difference unless you are at the top of a skyline and you want to see something that's barely you're ba- barely able to see on a monitor anyway. Okay, I'll definitely turn that down then. Because like if you because I have it just in the middle. If you have it all the way up, <clears throat> there will be details in trees, say like across the bay or whatever. But who cares? Because you're not looking at that tree. So if you turn it down, I think I already turned like nice textures off anyway. Like I have it as low as it can get. Yes. You could probably turn textures and stuff up. Shadows is another pretty intensive thing. So if you're I took that off. if you're having problems, you basically turn down shadows, turn off uh, the field of view, depth of field. It doesn't really matter at all. Yep. And uh, turn down your distance. Even if you have a good card, turn down your distance at least to half, and it'll improve your performance by double. I think half's the default, and that's where it is. Oh, yeah, I'll turn that down, sure. Yeah, so... Yeah, there's those problems. Other than that, it's kind of fun. Uh, it has the stuff, like I said, of Mirror's Edge and Dead Island without the stuff I didn't like of either of them. Like, there's a reason to play for me. I didn't like Mirror's Edge very much because I didn't like to just run over and over in different... I like, I like Mirror's Edge. I didn't like it at for all. that specific reason. I couldn't stand it. But there's a reason okay. to run in this, which is that if you... Like, you can fight some zombies, 
but you can also get fucked by fighting some zombies. Like, some zombies will explode, say, later on. And it has the Walking Dead rules of if there's a sound, like, made in the area, every zombie in that fucking area is just going to come by and see what's going on, basically. So there's kind of a risk-reward type of thing, especially if you have a weapon later on that makes noise like a gun or something. You can kill a zombie, but you might get overrun by, like, five more and then five more or something like that. So it's usually better to choose your battles and then run when you have to and sort of thing, kind of, which I like. Like, I like that a lot. I like it more than just leaving you completely powerless where you feel you have to run all the time or empowering you where it's like I can take on hordes and hordes of zombies. It's kind of that middle ground there. Um, other than that, it's kind of basic storytelling stuff, although I the characters are way better than they wrote them in Dead Island, which is nice. They're not just all, like a weird archetype of characters in a post-apocalyptic like zombie land sort of thing instead the again i've only played like the first bit and i don't like the kid who's like teaching me to do stuff he's really annoying <laughs> fair enough but, like I, he straight up called me noob <laughs> yeah I no i know to, like, run i hate that guy too but <clears throat> you basically don't talk to him after the first little bit anymore cool uh they all have like a background sort of thing that you can tell and little bits of it here and there are said in this speech between the characters, whether or not it's organic or not is a personal thing that people might agree or disagree on. I think it's pretty good. Other than that, I kind of like the backdrop for it. Basically the reason why there's so many like virals, they call them in this area is because the Olympics were held here. And the reason why oh, this so I didn't know that. and the reason why the survivors are surviving still is because they were the Olympic athletes that were faster and stronger than everyone else and were able to run away or beat the shit out of that's, people to get out. That's a great start. That's awesome. That's, that's a cool so story. good. Yeah, yeah, like, that's really clever. <clears throat> since you're at the very beginning, there's a poster like in the hotel, for example, where it just like it's like a fight poster, and you recognize the girl on it as one of the like ladies that you're with Mm -hmm. and and because yeah she was like a professional kickboxer so of course she's still alive because she's able to kick the shit out of every zombie that comes near her sort of thing like just little things like that that is so good like yeah yeah in games they're always like this is just a normal guy and he's pulling off all this stuff and it's like no this is an olympian he's probably like the fastest person in africa or you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like this right. is the track star from South Africa or Kenya or whatever. Right. That's exactly. why you can do this. Oh, okay. Right. And I heard a little bit of uh Total Biscuit talk about this, and I agree. I didn't notice it before, but after he said it, I agree and can't stop hearing it now. Everybody but you has a different accent, and that's kind of a wonderful thing. Like it's kind of wonderful to not just hear white American accent sort of oh, yeah, thing I guess if, in a if video would, game. Yeah, because it would be Olympians from all over. Yeah. And they're cool. all a little bit different. Like, even the South Africans, one has more, of like, really hard, a bit harder to understand than another one that might have been from, like, a more upper-class family or something. It's really kind of cool how they put that little detail in there. Um, I don't know really what else to say about it. At night, that game changes completely. Like Here it gets, like, really dark. It gets real. First of all, yeah, uh, like so zombies in the day are stupid. They are shambling idiots that are walking around the streets and you can walk past them basically unless you're too close and then they might grab you at so night. Is dead rising. Yes. At night they are faster, but there are other zombies that can run, jump and crawl up buildings like to attack you. 
So when you're at night, you have to find cover or you will just straight up die every single time. You have to activate traps to get to around <clears throat> the plate. Like there's light traps all over the streets. You basically have to plan a route in your head to get to a safe room because these motherfuckers will just swarm you and you are dead. And it is kind of terrifying. I think what I heard was you can like you can like skip time and whatnot. You, if you can want to avoid that. Yeah. So but then it, the advantage of staying out at night though is you get like twice as much experience for everything you do. For everything. Yeah. That's another thing yeah. is that there's RPG elements in this game. There's like a survival tree, basically a tree for agility and a tree for like strength, basically attacking and stuff. Um, you level them up by doing that thing. So as you're climbing buildings and running around, your agility will level up and strength by like hitting zombies. Oh man, and almost like agility and orbs in Crackdown. <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah. Yeah. And by the end, like I've seen, a, I watched a little bit of video after I played a bit of it, and I kind of like that when your agility is really low at the beginning and you're doing the gym. You're really clunky, like moving around is kind of shitty and climbing up stuff. Yeah. You're just like pulling yourself up on a ledge and like maybe swinging like your leg and trying to get a grip on what you're doing. Like you look like an idiot sort of thing. By the end, it will be Mirror's Edge when you are like an expert in agility and you will just be like just flying over stuff basically. So I kind of like that That's progression. Cool. Yeah. Um, it's an Ubisoft. It has that Ubisoft thing of climbing a tower like radio towers. So oh, right. I'm not I a fan. That, yeah. I'm not a fan of that. I'm really angry that there's radio tower, like literal, just radio towers again. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Uh, but you're mostly enjoying it. You're positive on the game. No, the game's really good. It's exceeding my cool. expectations in almost every way, and I didn't have any to begin with. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't play the first Dead Island, so I'm kind of going into this cold. Dead Island wasn't good. This is a good version of Dead Island. And then wasn't there like. Isn't there like two other dead islands? Rept- like dead island, Riptide, Riptide and Epidemic. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, okay, that series is just like such a non-thing for me. Okay. Yeah, <clears throat> that's all I've been playing though. All right. Um, so I've been playing two games. We'll do the small one first. Get that one out of the way. Okay. Um, the latest iOS game that I'm score battling up with my friend is um, Duet Game. This is not a new game. This came out like two years ago now. What it basically is, is you're controlling these like two orbs that are con- the, the yeah, they're two orbs on a circular track. And when you press, when you hold down on the right side of the screen, they'll rotate clockwise. And when you hold down on the left side of the screen, they'll rotate counterclockwise. And the way, what it is, is you're constantly moving forward and there'll be like blocks in the way and you have to rotate both of them around it at the same time. So often there'll be like, you know, three blocks on the right side and you have to just hold down the right one so that you're constantly doing like a loop through them and whatnot. Uh, it gets really hard, but um, this last week it was free. I don't know what it normally is. I don't know if it's still free, but, you know, if you have an iOS device, maybe look at the app store real quick because I'm assuming it'll, it won't be free for much longer. It looks like but 350 yeah, just, 350 That's a weird price for the... Uh, for the I, for iOS app stores, yeah, maybe on Android that you're looking at Android. No, iTunes Duet game on the App Store on iTunes. Oh, right, you're in Canada. Yeah, they changed the prices. That's right. Yeah, forgot about that. <clears throat> so it's probably two ninety nine normally, and I guess it's no longer free unless it was an American thing. I don't know. Anyway, um, it's just kind of cool how great uh, 
like how many levels there are in there. And then after you complete like the first two, I don't know, sections, like six levels per section, you unlock endless mode, uh, which that's where the, that's where the, like the leaderboard I'm looking at to, to go up against, uh, my friends with. And then once you finish the third section, you unlock uh, daily challenge. So there's just kind of a lot in there. Um, and it's surprisingly difficult. So that's, that's pretty fun. Cool. I've been in, I've been enjoying that game. And then um, the game that I can now finally talk about is uh, Majora's Mask 3D. Yeah, Yay! we are kind of hinting at that last week a little bit, but yeah. Well, I've I've had it for like a week and a week or two now, but I couldn't I couldn't talk about it yet. I couldn't do any kind of preview stuff. So here's here's preview stuff. Uh, yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, turns out when I played Majora's like I own Majora's Mask for the N64, mm-hmm. and back when I played that, I never even got to the first dungeon. What? Yeah. Wow. Because playing this like. I had seen my friend play chunks of it, a lo- like lots of separate chunks. So I knew all the story beats. Um, but having played it myself, like I remembered all the beginning stuff. And then when I got to the first dungeon, I was like, yeah, I never did any of this. So I have not played a lot of Majora's Mask. And now I'm currently, I just finished the second dungeon. And I understand there's only four dungeons in this game because that game is full of side quests. Mm. Uh, but I'm really enjoying Majora's Mask. I definitely intend to finish that game. <clears throat> um, it uh, it looks really good. Uh, you know, it looks like uh, um, Ocarina of Time, basically. Uh, you know, the, having the touchscreen uh, controls for the extra buttons and whatnot, and the map right there is real handy. Um, Nintendo's just really good at remaking Zelda games, because Wind Waker HD was also really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any questions about Majora's Mask 3D. Do you, you wouldn't know if they added any new side quests, would you? I wouldn't. Uh, however, you know, just kind of looking around on the internet, I haven't come across any new side quest stuff. I know they've changed uh, the third dungeon's boss fight to make it a bit better. Um, oh, yeah, that boss fight kind of sucked. That's the one I'm thinking of. It's the fish? Yep, that's the one I'm thinking of. Like yeah. Th- yep. <laughs> uh, trying to think what else they changed that is sticking out to me. You have your quest log now, which is really handy. Um... I'll say the 3D. I'm I'm playing it like all with the 3D on. It looks really good, except whenever there's a cutscene. For some reason, the image just always like splits for me during the cutscenes. But gameplays normally, it is like perfect. I, I can almost can't even tell like it's 3D. It's so seamless, uh, which is definitely really nice. And I think you know the main reason I didn't play a lot of Majora's Mask originally is like the three day time limit just always like stressed me out, and I was just like, I don't feel like racing through everything. Mm. And then. Like the inverted song of time, they just barely hint at that, and you like can't play the game without it. So like, come hmm. on, they they need to like focus on that more because that's like a game changer right there to slow down the three day cycle. But yeah, anyway, because I'm basically coming at this game mostly for the first time. We should just say, but anyway, yeah, it looks real good. Um. I'm enjoying the level, the dungeons I've been going through. Uh, so look forward a you know review or write up or something in the next coming weeks for that game. John, you pre-ordered it, right? Yep. And the okay. new system, the the Majora's Mask one. Yeah. 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 I like the box art for this game. Uh, it looks pretty cool with him like taking, holding like the the mask and everything in the background. I think that was like promotional art for the game originally because I feel like I've seen that before. But I'm not 100% certain. I've heard some people say it was actually new and done just for this. 
I think so. I don't think I'd seen it before. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, uh, Majora's Mask 3D. Uh, it's pretty fun. I'm. Uh, it's a good time. I like it. Sweet. Uh, that's all I've been playing. Uh, let's go on to the news. All right, what do we got? Ooh, this one, okay. You want this, Sean, or should I take it? I'm just, hang on, I'm just writing down time codes. Okay. Yeah, you, you can, you can, actually, you, go ahead, you'll know more about this. Yeah. All right, so they've talked about this in the past for a while, but it's finally started, I think yesterday was the first official release of this. Nintendo has started their YouTube partner program officially. And um, it's not good. Okay. To put it bluntly, essentially they they're talking about basically making themselves their own like multi-channel network, but it's not even that really. You can sign up your channel or specific videos on your channel to be under this partner program. So if it's a video that Nintendo has like a hundred percent of the revenue going towards, it might be worth it. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, what happens is they take, I think, for videos themselves from what I understand, it's you, you get 60%. That's if you if, tie, if yeah, if just a video, and it's 70% if, if you tie your entire channel to them. If, yeah, if you register with them. And then also, whenever you put up a video, they have to, like, approve it, which could be a multi-day process, like three days or something, I think I was reading. Yeah, something like that. Which is also crazy. Uh which that this seems super weird. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird them being the only company that really wants to do something like this, and it's not really a good I way. I thought of I read it. that Sega was had done something. Well, Nintendo's like one of the only companies this. that has games that just brings people instantly. That is true. Nintendo has a surprisingly big pull. Yeah, huge. YouTube. Yeah. I don't know. It's still kind of weird, though. I don't disagree. I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of it. I know a lot of people that are not a fan of it. Because basically, like, even... There, there are people that are talking about they're not just going to put any of their content on YouTube. I saw Giant Bomb, or Jeff Gersman from Giant Bomb, saying he might not even bother putting any Nintendo reviews on YouTube anymore. Just put them on the site directly. N- Nintendo videos on YouTube, yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. Well, because, you know, it brings in a question of, like, journalistic ethics of, like, you're basically now paying Nintendo... To put those videos to up. advertise taking, their product. Now, now that they're yeah. taking part of the ad uh, revenue that you were making, and also if you think about what that this review process that, that Nintendo goes through for each video, is that going to like now change how some people word things when they're talking about Nintendo games? Yeah, there were people like, being paranoid that they would essentially try to change reviews for their games, or just be like, well, if, if I give your game, a, you know, if I say some you know criticizing things about it is Nintendo going to be like yeah that's fine you can put that out there or are they just going to be like no we don't need that because we're a Nintendo and we we have the right to say no which is also not good but who knows these are all worst case scenarios yeah I don't know so like what are you thinking John are you gonna are you partnering up with Nintendo no uh, the only thing that might be beneficial to me is they a couple of my videos they have 100% of the revenue off of, so it might be worth just putting those specific ones in there, but I believe that might also completely screw me over for other things. Hmm. So I'm probably just going to avoid it. Take the losses. Okay. Take the losses on it. And another thing in the fine print says they can change the amount you earn at any time. Yeah. That, yeah, I also read that. So And like, who knows what that 
could mean. That, like, that's an practice. amazing clause to just put in there. <laughs> like, wow. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's amazing. I'm um, curious to see what's going to happen because they're partnering with a bunch of channels already that are in different like networks, like Polaris, Machinima, et cetera, et cetera. How is that going to change with them? Are they going to force those people to actually join their MCN or are they just going to straight up throw them to the curb? Or are they actually just going to say business as usual? I'm curious to see what's going to happen. I'm also curious if they're going to strike down hard on like channels that were uploading Nintendo content. They have a specific list of the games that they're like taking stuff from. And it goes all the way back to like NES and Super Nintendo stuff. Okay, I didn't hear anything about the list. Yeah, the, I believe on their site is a specific list of games. Um, there's some surprising omissions on there, apparently, like Hyrule Warriors, because a third-party company made it. And because, like, it's not that good of a game. so That must be why, <laughs> yeah. That's clearly it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, oh, anything else to say about that new story? Mm, nope. Just, okay. I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm curious to see how people are going to react to this. Like you said, giant bomb and stuff. We'll see what happens. Um, the next news story I saw was that uh, Super Smash Bros. was like stealth updated to add more eight player stages. Okay. Um, so I guess that's cool. That's kind of weird that they were stealth. It was stealth updated, but I guess that's always good. Apparently, they're also not sending out any balance patches so the way the game is currently is how it's going to stay i didn't hear that but is there like overpowered people or anything something like that already diddy kong seems to be from what i'm hearing the oh, really? uh, character of choice huh diddy kong oh. was, was top three last in brawl so i didn't know that doesn't surprise me too much is meta knight still amazing no he's been nerfed to hell okay i thought i heard like little early on like little mac was really good yeah, um, they changed a couple things with Little Mac, made him a little worse, but... Oh, so they did do some balance stuff. Yeah, they did that when between 3DS and the Wii U launch. Okay. okay. And, that, and that was pretty much all they've done for balancing. I guess just... Okay, let's sticking with Nintendo news. Um, a bunch of uh, kind of uh, short screenshots or GIFs came out for that Pokken Fighter game coming to Japan. The oh, that's the, fighting game? the Tekken Pokemon crossover thing, yeah. Yeah, the Pokemon Tekken game. Um, so it seems like, like, it's basically going to be Pokemon battles, so there's going to be trainers and stuff, calling out the moves or whatever, um, like, it seems all pretty standard stuff, you'll, you know, you'll, uh, you're going to have buddies that can help you out, like, other Pokemon will jump in, I'm trying to see what else is of, of interest here, uh, there's, like, a Pikachu, and he can, like, electrocute guys, yeah, you can Mega Evolve. There, that's a Lucario. He's punching dudes. All right. That's a Machamp. There's a girl Pokemon trainer. I don't know. I'm actually just kind of like really interested in that game. Oh, man. Gardevoir. Yes. It's my favorite. Is that your favorite? It's one of my oh, favorites. Yeah. Straight up. Yep. Okay. Gardevoir's in it. Yeah. So like. Oh, and the other thing was there's like a specific controller for the arcade machine that looks like a SNES controller. It's weird. It's yeah. It's, it oh wow yeah yeah it's weird yeah, it's, near, it's so near weird. the bottom it's super wide it's got just yeah a d-pad on the left and then four face buttons on the right i have no idea if it has triggers or anything but uh it says the game will have a special controller suited for its play style it's supposed to help ease people who aren't used to fighting sticks okay sure but yeah it kind of looks like a really long 
SNES controller with like more you know modern day handles on it. Yeah. So I don't know. I would like to see like a like a home version of this, uh, just because I think it's a cool idea. But who knows uh, what will happen with that? Uh, okay, next new story. Uh, PlayStation Plus. They announced what's coming up for February. Mm-hmm. So on PlayStation Four, we're gonna get Transistor. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, a new game first when it get when it gets released, we'll get that called Apotheon. Yeah, which looks really cool. Yeah, I've been interested in that just because of the art style, the old like Greek mythology sort of. It basically, yeah, it basically looks like you know Greek pottery stuff, like you yeah. see like in like in Disney Hercules. But it's like a, it almost kind of looks like a original Prince of Persia kind of brawler like game, you know, really side scrolling and whatnot. I've only seen a few screenshots and it looks cool. But yeah, that'll be free as well on PlayStation Four. On uh, PlayStation Three, it's going to be Yakuza Four and Thief. I could finally try that Thief without paying. Mm, yep. <laughs> and uh, on Vita, or actually cross by between all three, is you're, we're going to get Rogue Legacy. Nice. Sweet. And then uh, on PlayStation Vita, we're going to get a game called Kick and Fennec, which I have no idea what that is. I'm assuming it's also a new game. When did Kick and Fennec come out? Uh, no, apparently it came out last year. Never heard of it. Yeah, I haven't yeah, either. I haven't heard about this too. But apparently it came out. I have no idea. It's This article is from 2013. <laughs> whatever anyway it looks like a puzzle platformer Mm. from this one screenshot i'm looking at anyway there's your uh, playstation plus games and i'm sure we'll hear about uh did we hear about games for gold yet i feel like we always hear about that at the same time Mm, no let me see what they're currently saying on their site probably hasn't updated yet no it still says worms battleground d4 and the witcher 2 hmm Okay, uh, this is a small thing, but Square Enix is uh, going to release some like triple game packs for last-gen systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get the Ultimate Stealth Triple Pack, which is going to have Thief, Hitman, Absolution, and uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution mm-hmm. for 30 bucks, And then they have the Ultimate Action Pack, which, open up this link. It's just Cause 2, Sleeping Dogs, and Tomb Raider. Yeah, again, 30 bucks PlayStation 3. And it's also going to be on Xbox 360 as well. Those are good deals, which, actually. Yeah, mm. for sure. Those are some good games. And, like, again, 10 bucks each, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. I don't know what it'll be in Canada because you guys have more expensive games now. But, yeah, those, uh, those are some good deals if you missed out on, I guess, any of those. I wonder if it's... I was going to say, I wonder if it's Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, but I guess that only is a current-gen thing because they updated all the graphics, so it's got to be the old one. Same with Sleeping Dogs. Mm-hmm. Just Cause 2 is old, man. Yeah, it's a great just game. Put, just put that out there. Yeah, Just Cause 2 is long That long. multiplayer mod, it's so good. Jesus. I still never played that. It's yeah. so dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah, it sounds awesome. <laughs> it's so good. It sounds really great. Yeah. Um... And then the last little bit of news is that Telltale announced that the next episode of the Game of Thrones game comes out next week, February 3rd. So, I'm looking forward to playing that. Uh, Questions? Alright, let's move over to emails. Quick one tonight. If you got any questions to write in, Sean, where do they send it? Uh, They can send it to uh, topdownrespective at gmail.com. 
they can send it to our Twitter account at TDP Podcast or post it on the Facebook group. Uh, and just a reminder, we have a subreddit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, John, we have a subreddit. Oh, we have a subreddit. When did that happen? Last week. Last week. Okay. Also, so this is what happens also, when I leave, apparently. Like 10 minutes before the thing, kind of. Also, have a subreddit. Nice. So if you guys nice. want to chat, chat in the subreddit. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll do this first question. This is from MDS. He says, first, John, I need to know something for the sake of the s- stubborn person that I am. For the Hapog. Hapog, yeah. Hapog HD PVR2. Is the HDMI pass-through only for video? I only ask, since I'm still new to the device, I can't get sound on the TV when I plug it in, and you seem to have mentioned having an audio delay in a recent stream with Punch-Out for the Wii. Unless the delay was for another reason, then I'm just interested in why that was. No, okay. it has audio to as well. To answer that, yeah, audio as well. You get audio and video. I don't own a PVR2. I own a PVR1. I own uh, a PVR2. The, they're, they're more or less the same thing, except yeah. PVR2 is HDMI only, yeah. more, supposedly. Yes. Uh the delay was because the capture card delays it on your computer by about two seconds. So the audio and video you were getting was delayed by two seconds, and I had to delay my own commentary to fix that. Mm-hmm. So do you guys have any idea why the, he won't be, wouldn't be getting sound? I guess the bigger question is, what is he using? To Like, what system? Because some systems have, like, actual lockouts that will screw you over, like the PS3. Hmm. Yeah, the PS3 has DHCP, so if you're trying to record, I believe it's 1080p footage, it will straight up deny you. Um, if you're doing like a Wii U, it should work straight up, which means, yeah, just check your settings in the uh, recording program, because you should be getting audio, no problem, to yep. the TV and to the capture card. Yep. Okay, and second question from MDS is... Because uh, what is the biggest mind screw you've had in a video game? Any genre can even be a scene or the whole game. Note, Katamari is disqualified for obvious reasons. Biggest mind screw? The fact that people thought Spec Ops The Line was trying to do something with, like, moral choice when really it was... Spec Ops The Line is great. What are you talking about? It's not. It's not good. Oh, it's so good. I read that book about it. Wait, you what? Read that book about it. Uh, the yeah, book might what? be better. You're you're probably not wrong. Well, no, no, it's um, what's the author's name? Brendan. Oh, I forget what his name is. I think he's an Australian writer. Mm. But uh, Brendan something. He uh, wrote. What is it called? I should have it on my Kindle. <laughs> but he wrote like an analysis of that game. Okay. Uh, explaining all the choices and what you know, all the metaphors and stuff. Let me let me look it up. So you read a fanfic where someone was reaching to make that game good. Got it. You don't know anything about what you're talking. About. I know exactly what I'm talking about. You have you even you have played no the idea. game? Yeah, yeah, it's I fucking terrible. Game. It's really bad. Uh, that's a great. It's a that's mediocre third-person shooter, and when you get to the <clears> point that's supposed to be so cool with the white phosphorus, I tried to fight that part through. And there's just infinite guys that hey, keep respawning. You have it's a whole session about that. You have to do it. Yeah, that's the point. It's no killing yeah, is harmless. It's stupid. That's what the game is called. Kill the the book is called Killing Is Harmless by Brendan uh, Keo. That's K E O G H. It would. I got it from a, one of those story bundles a while back. Oh, okay. But, um, anyway, yeah, Killing Is Harmless is the book. How long is it? Um, like how many pages? 
I don't know because I have the Kindle version. Oh yeah. And I don't, I don't have it on my device right now, so I don't, I don't feel like downloading. Yeah, it. I know. But it wasn't that long, so okay. Maybe maybe look into it if you're if you're interested in. That was a fun read. I enjoyed it, and I think that game is pretty cool. Other mind screws. Um, Bioshock. Mm. The Andrew, the yeah. Andrew, the Andrew yeah. Ryan scene. Yeah, that's an easy one. Yep. That's a good one. Nine 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 had some pretty good stuff going on in that. Ghost trick. Ghost trick definitely. Ghost trick was real good. Um, I'll say like. Professor Layton, Cross, Phoenix Wright, and Bayonetta 2 just for, like, constantly surprising me and how much better they kept getting. Okay, yeah. Like, that was really messing with me because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think it could keep going higher, and it just did. Right. I guess Asura's Wrath is up there just from, like, how much I like that game and just that was insane coming coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That game's also just insane. Everything that happens in that game is insane. Um... Things yeah. any other like games are just like big twists that like blindside you with something. Yeah, uh, I don't know, like the ending of Braid or something like the that. The ending of Braid was brilliant. It, was, yeah, that was real good. Yeah. Okay, should we move on? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, CDI Games writes in thoughts on the Wii U game. Thoughts on what the Wii U gamepad could offer to reboots or long-awaited sequels to NES, SNES, N64, GC era games? Like a map mm. feature? Yeah. <laughs> a menu feature? Like, that's... Anything other than just, like, <laughs> let's re- replace the screen with it down here as well, because that's always super lame. Mm-hmm. Um... I always thought like Fire Emblem, would be, Fire Emblem would be cool if you like planned out your move down on the gamepad and then got to like watch it happening up top or whatever. Oh yeah, apparently like a document came out from like Nintendo's earnings and whatnot, and Shimigami Tensei Cross Fire Emblem was mentioned, so that does still exist. It does. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Okay. It's mentioned as you know, there's, it's still coming at some point. It didn't say when or anything like that, or the title. It's still TBA. But yeah, but it was like it was included in this report, so at least they haven't just forgotten about it. Oh, dude, I want Resident Evil Four <laughs> released on the Wii U, and the Wii U Pad is your little briefcase that you can do your item management on. I want it so bad. She plays Zombie U. It's I know, right? Zombie U's great for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I keep yeah. Um, what else? Like I. There's yeah, there's things I want and we've talked about that before. I'm just trying to think specific like old examples that would be cool brought back forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Truthfully, nothing's coming to mind for me because I mean, there's not that much else that an extra screen would add to a game that didn't happen well, in the first place. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think like maybe older games that have been brought back on the DS already and why that was good because the Wii U is basically a big DS, right? Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, I can't. I don't know. Yeah, it's coming to mind. What I can tell you though is I want that new Rhythm Heaven game for the 3DS. <laughs> so sure. Yeah, Th- that's the answer to the question. 
There you go. There's your answer. <laughs> Bring that over stateside for the 3DS. <laughs> All right, no more Sparrows or Spiros writes in. Since it wasn't covered last week, thoughts on the lineup for Evo this year? No idea. Anyone look at this? Nope. John? Um, I looked at the list. I don't remember. I believe two Smash Brothers games made it. Two Smash Brothers games. Huh. I bet I know which two they are. N64 and Brawl, right? You did it. You did yeah. it. Uh, you figured out the two that would not be there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Whoa, hang on, but there's three more. It's gonna See, be... the, the list is Ultra Street Fighter 4, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, mm-hmm. uh, Smash Brothers for Wii U, okay. Guilty Gear Xrd Sign, okay. Killer Instinct, Oh, okay. Mortal Kombat 2, Mortal, uh, I guess both, yeah. Mortal Kombat 10, which I don't even know when that's supposed to be out. Yeah. Mortal Kombat X, you mean? Yeah. It's it's also ten, so I think the I think the full name I think it's t- X. Like yeah, I know it's X, but it also is the tenth Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Persona Four Arena Ultimax, Smash Brothers Melee, and Tekken Seven, which is also not out yet. Hmm. Good lineup. Uh, they are fighting games. This article says the event marks the first time Tekken 7 will be making its global tournament debut and it'll be played on arcade machines. Okay. And uh, okay. Evo is from July 17th to 19th. Whoa, that's short. I thought Evo was usually a week. I thought it was a weekend. Yeah, I did too. Oh, well, never mind. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I think well, it's I'm clearly wrong, but. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it was just a weekend normally. Yeah, I have no thoughts on the lineup. Uh, I don't really follow fighting games. They are fighting games, uh, so good lineup. You guys did it. Solid list. I'm surprised. I like how we get our prerequisite one anime fighter on there. Uh, we got two technically because we've got Guilty Gear and Persona. Yeah. No Blaze Blue. Yeah. I'm surprised to see two Smash Brothers. Incredibly surprised by that. I'm not surprised. That makes sense. They, yeah. Because everyone's enjoying the new ones. So like, of course, we'll put the new one. But there's no way Melee's ever going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the, last, but the last two years, we had problems where Nintendo almost didn't let them stream the game. So. I thought last year was fine, wasn't it? I think the same shit happened last year. <laughs> oh, wow. It? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well. It got delayed for being on the list because. Well, at that point, I think you should look at it like Nintendo can be all butthurt about it, but it's still going to happen. So, of course, it's coming back. And now they're going to get 60% of the revenue. Anyway. Uh, last question. Uh, this will be short, I'm sure. There's a new uh, codename Steam demo on the eShop. Did either of you guys try it out? No. No, because I, I think it only no. came out today. Did it? In I think in North America it only came out today. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't even know. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, that's going to do it. Once again, if you guys want to send questions in for next week, topdownperspective at gmail.com. Uh, the Twitter account is at TDP Podcast or the Facebook group. And there's the Reddit stuff. There's lots of stuff. We're on lots of social networks. What's your guys' games of the week? Nothing. That's a good one. Dying Light. I know. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Solid choice. Uh, Majora's Mask 3D. Cool. Sweet. That's my game of the week. Yep. Okay, we'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in, guys. All right. See you guys then. Bye. Yeah.